business teacher friends, and welcome back to the Art of Teaching Business podcast. My name is Denise Lee, and I am the host. I am in the middle of a series for accounting teachers. In episode four, I explained the the key three concepts that I feel are the most important for accounting um, one or an introductory accounting course. And I also explained how far I get in uh, the concepts and the scheme of accounting class. This particular episode is everything instructional tools and instructional strategies. So I expressed at the in the earlier episode how I really do like the textbook, but that the students really don't like the textbook. And that's problematic because I doesn't matter what I like, right? I'm not the audience. It's important that my students are um, liking the class as far as how the content is being delivered. So there are some things that I do to spice it up. And this is all just something that I have learned over the years to try to be as creative as I can as they're learning the content. So first, let me get this out there. Yes, we have days where I am teaching and they're learning from the textbook. Absolutely. I don't always do the work together, the on your own, the application and the mastery. Truth be told, I do usually for chapters one, two, and three. Um, as far as concepts. And again, I'm not endorsing any particular textbook company. Therefore, I'm not naming any textbook companies in this podcast. Um, But I think most of them, chapters one, two, and three are account classifications, T accounts, and journalizing. So I do textbook examples because why reinvent the wheel, right? Well, I reinvented the wheel in some cases because students like different things. They like content to be presented in different way. Um, So I needed to spice it up. Students are also very digital. So we are a one-one school. Our students all have Chromebooks. And um, I also have, because I teach computer applications, desktop computers in my classroom. So I'm very lucky if the students don't have a Chromebook charged or with them, they can just hop onto one of the desktop computers um, and do their work. I understand that's a problem and I don't have a solution for that, folks, but um, I'm blessed, I know. So I have done a series of, I've created a series of digital activities because students like to do things digitally. We do a lot of paperwork. Uh, We do a lot of um, on paper by pencil, but I also created blank working papers and I use finger quotes because they're digital blank working papers in a digital format that you can use textbook examples. You just plug and play, fill in general journal, multi-column journal. By the way, I am a general journal girl. I have nothing against multi-column journal. I'm just a general journal girl because I like the kids to see the big T account and kind of make that concept since we just got off of T accounts whenever journals are introduced. Um, But these digital working papers has every journal in it, uh, balance sheet, income statement, and so forth. That way I can use textbook examples, but we're not using paper. They're doing it digitally and turning it into our LMS uh, digitally. So that said, um, 
I do the textbook examples, but I've created digital examples as well. Some of them are almost gamified. Now, what I mean by gamified is students are dragging and dropping components to circle the assets, underlying the liabilities and so forth um, in a digital component. And they like that. Um, they they like that it's different. I'm not going to say that it's it's a game where they're like, crazy engaged, but it's getting the content presented to them in a totally different way, in a different platform. And it's a great way to formatively assess your students. And just a little grading hack here, because accounting was always my heavy class with grading. I do a lot of these digital activity grading over their shoulder. I will take around my red clipboard and um, I will just mark off that they have done it. Um, a lot of things I don't grade for accuracy. I grade if they have it done. Yes, I give formative assessments where I'm grading for accuracy because I need to know if they understand it. People, I give you permission to not grade everything for accuracy. We don't have time for that. Um, so I do a ton of over-the-shoulder grading. I will sometimes at the beginning of the class ask them to open this, this, and this in on their tabs. And when I circle around to them, then they are just popping on and I'm checking it off as I go. This is also an excellent opportunity for me to connect with my students, to talk to them one-on-one, -on -one, kind of conference with them about the work. Do you feel like you're learning in this class? What did you learn from this activity? Um, so it, just awesome. And sometimes I don't make it through the entire, you know, 22 kids in one class. Um, now they're all given something to do. They're all doing a digital assessment or assignment as I'm going and circling around and grading. So it's not like they're sitting there idle waiting for me. And we may go into the next period the next day with this activity so that I have time to finish the grading. So I just wanted to digress there and tell you, you know, I give you permission to not check everything for accuracy, but it is important that we pick something that is um, very comprehensive and bringing in a lot of concepts that they need. Uh, we need to check for accuracy so that we can see if they're understanding. So digital activities are one way I spice it up. Um, and again, they're almost like gamified and they're interesting and they're attractive. And I have done a digital activity for just about every chapter in the book. I will attach in the show notes, the lesson library that is a free lesson library with all of my resources in it. Um, if you're interested in just kind of reading per chapter, what I have available in my store, I have that in a lesson library. Also, I use whiteboards a lot. I have a whole classroom set, 25 whiteboards, and I have painter's tape with two T accounts on each whiteboard, big T accounts. Um, I also use those little makeup discs uh, that I get at the Dollar Tree that um, can be washed in the washing machine. Actually, I've taken them into the faculty bathroom and washed them in the sink with hot soapy water as well. Um, they're easy to wash, but those are the pads that they use to erase their prompts. So I use my whiteboards with the painter's tape and the cosmetic wipes all the time. Um, this is just a way for me to kind of gamify it. I will say um, bots $400 worth of supplies on account to uh, Main Street 
supplies. And then they will put up the two accounts and they'll put the 400 on the right side. Now, this is a way I don't go around saying you're right, you're wrong, you're right, you're wrong. But I, as a teacher, can definitely see who's getting it, who's not getting it. They're only showing me the answer because they're holding them up. And that's formative assessment. I'm not grading it, but I'm getting to know who gets it and who doesn't. And that is so important for us as educators so that we um, really students are driving our instruction. We know not to move on to the next concept until we're all on the same page. Um, So I use the whiteboards with the painter's tape all the time. Um, I also use what's called color code accounting. This is not color accounting. There is a color accounting system out there. Um, This is Denise Lee's own method. I call it color coding uh, my accounting pages. So um, I have this in my store as well, and I will link this in the show notes, but it's a way that I came up with color coding for understanding. So once we learn the income statement, then I give them the color code prompts and they have to, on that completed income statement that they did from the textbook, color code it. So they are taking like example, all of the assets, they are circling in green. All of the liabilities, they're circling in, now of course this would be for a balance sheet, they're circling in yellow. For owner's equity, they're circling all those accounts on the balance sheet in purple. Then they have to use a different color perhaps um, to circle the two accounts or the two balances that equal. Um, They're going to circle the heading. And then in the income statement, they're prompted to circle all the ask, all the um, expenses. They're prompted in a different color. They're prompted to circle the revenue in a different color and so on. What does this do? And the eight column worksheet one is worth its weight in gold because um, it really is effective for that very daunting document. What this does is it plays a brain trick where students have to really think and analyze. So they're using their critical thinking skills, their analytical thinking skills, and they're connecting concepts with content. It's just wonderful. So I use the color coding all the time as well. And the fourth thing that I do is a sketch note system. And I have a series of sketch notes that help students see the big picture of account classifications, the accounting equation, and uh, debits and credits. I have a separate one that shows the key three financial statements, which is, of course, income statement, balance sheet, and um, our cash flow statement. And then I have a separate one that just helps the students, and I do this one in chapter two always, the difference between payables, receivables, customers, and vendors. Um, Making the connection early in accounting of payables, receivables, customers, and vendors is important so that there's no confusion later on because they really need to understand those concepts. So those sketch notes are wonderful, especially um, I am a big Michael Buble fan for anybody that doesn't know that. And anytime we play music, in my room, it's Michael Buble. Let me tell you something, nobody argues. I am the queen of the classroom. They know if there's going to be music on, it's Buble. And they listen to the Buble tunes. I put my teacher's key for these sketch notes on the Promethean board and they color. 
After they're done coloring, I have all coloring tools down. They use um, colored pencils or uh, markers, whatever they choose. And then I discuss and I navigate it with them so that they can connect. And I ask them to give me an uninterrupted two minutes of their brain time. I don't want them thinking about what's for lunch. I don't want them thinking about uh, what they're going to be doing after school. I want them really looking at their colored sketch notes so we can connect content with the concepts on the sketch notes. And it's wonderful. It's also a trick I use all the time where I will say, give me two minutes. Do you know what you can explain in 120 seconds? A lot. And I will sometimes even let someone do the timer on their phone while I'm doing that. And what I'm telling them in that 120 seconds is so important, but they promise me because I could see their laser focused on me. They promise me they're going to give me their attention and their brain isn't somewhere else. So I make sure I make the 120 seconds really meaningful for them. I'll do that about three times a week where I'll say, give me three minutes. And then there's always someone that's like, I'll timer. And it's kind of like a way to gamify, but I make sure before he starts or she starts the timer that I, is everyone looking at me? No one's thinking of anything other than what I'm saying. What I'm ready to say for the next three minutes is unbelievably important. Um, and it's often a concept that I really want them to grasp. So just a little bit of review of this episode of ways to um, really engage. First, I use the whiteboards with the T accounts. Um, I use them all the time and they are wonderful. The kids love it. They have their own dry erase board and their own uh, whiteboard. I also use digital activities all the time. Um, the digital activities are wonderful. Color code accounting, separate from color accounting, um, is my way of getting students to use their analytical skills and their thinking skills at the same time. And um, also the sketch notes is a wonderful way to be creative. Um, you can hang them up in your classroom. Students like to point to them and refer back to them. And they like that their art is hanging. Um, and, but it, they are a great way to really uh, bring together in a big creative picture, really important concepts that you're teaching. And um, the active listening activity where I'm act asking them to give me an uninterrupted uh, trip from their brain to mine. Um, and I allow them to time me. Probably the most engaging way that I teach accounting is my snip notes. And I never wanted this podcast to be salesy. I really wanted to be able to um, offer some content to teachers in a community that I appreciate so much but I'm telling you the snip notes are worth their weight in gold. It's a systematic way that I created all the concepts that I want uh, my students to master in a portfolio that is creative and unique. Uh, my own design and students have never done notes like this before. It's done with just a basic, not pocket folder, plain folder, and they create these little snips. And then they have that snip note portfolio to use as a reference for the rest of the year. Do I allow students to use a snip note, their snip note portfolio for assessments? Yes. Our students are um, ubiquitous technology users. There will never be a time that they cannot Google 
uh, T accounts or the accounting equation on their cell phones. So having that information in front of them in their SNP notes does not bother me. I like that they're using it. They created these notes to be a help to them um, as they're learning in their accounting journey. And um, the SNP notes are the number one seller uh, for the first couple years that I sold on TBT for a reason. Uh, people love it. And they know that when the teachers see it, they're like, this is super important. A student of mine from years ago is now teaching at a local college. She's an accounting teacher. She worked for uh, one of the big four accounting firms for years and left uh, to be with her four, she wanted to be with her four children more. So she's a professor of, of accounting. And I showed her my SNP note portfolio because at the time I had her in class, it was not developed. And she said, every concept in here is my intro class. Everything in this portfolio is my intro class. Um, so she appreciates it and uses it in her uh, college class. She doesn't do the SNP note portfolio like I demonstrate in the resource. They use a notebook and they put the SNPs in a notebook, which is a little bit more um, big kid or adult, so to speak. Um, but the content is still wonderful, great, and rich um, with the teacher's keys included. So that is how I keep accounting engaging. If I was to add one more note, I would say um, I have a series of, at this point, over 30 videos that are less than five minutes that I also, throughout the year, show my students. They are videos from former students of mine that are in accounting, and they talk to us for less than five minutes about what their position is, where they're working, what their duties and responsibilities are. Most of these videos were filmed on their cell phones and they email them to me. And then I use them um, in my class. I have a library saved on my Google Drive of these wonderful tools. Why are they wonderful? These kids, these now graduates and accountants graduated from their high school and took five minutes or less out of their day to say, this is who I am. This is when I graduated. This is what I do for a living. I'm an accountant. These are my duties and responsibilities. Um, and it's, it's wonderful. So I use those sometimes as exit tickets or bell ringers, um, but it's a good way to be engaging um, and to offer an engaging way to incorporate accounting as a career because often they will also say, you know, I went to school for six years for this or for four years, um, and they'll say whether they have their CPA or not. So um, again, wonderful video library that I've collected just because I've asked people, you know, um, do you mind sending me a five minute video or less of you in the workplace talking so I can show my students? They love it. They love it. And they also love that these people are from their school. So again, this is Denise Lee, and I so appreciate you uh, listening in to the Art of Teaching Business. And there will be one more podcast episode for all of you accounting teacher friends of mine out there. <laughs>